what shapes performance on the job, and how can managers unlock a stronger drive to achieve. This is a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell. How do you light a fire that drives stronger performance from individuals and teams? That's a question we'll explore in a conversation with Mike Esterday, CEO of Integrity Solutions. It might surprise you to hear that beliefs are important, specifically your people's beliefs about themselves, their work, and their potential. Managers often are faced with this situation. They hire two people. They think they're going to be great. They have the right education, the experience. One succeeds, the other one fails miserably. We ask them why. It often comes down to people's beliefs, their mental paradigms. We think that all growth, whether it's personal or corporate, begins with expanding those mental paradigms. It's stretching that area of the possible. We're featuring a conversation with Mike yesterday about performance, why it's more important today than perhaps ever, how training can shape stronger performance, and what you can do to unleash a stronger drive to achieve among your people. This is part one of a two-part podcast series, and Mike, we're glad some time opened in your busy calendar to explore the issue of performance. Well, thank you, Michael. This is an exciting topic, and I'm looking forward to discussing it. I wonder if we could first put performance in perspective. Why is it important today, maybe more so than ever? That's a good question. Uh, As we all have seen, there's a lot of change going on in the world right now, Uh, not just politics and government, but in business. And in fact, we're seeing it pick up speed, whether it's in healthcare, financial services, high tech, really all different industries. Uh, At the same time, there's more competition, uh, more competitors, lower prices, more product parity. And then there's a higher percentage of millennials in the workforce. Managers are often struggling with how do I work with, how do I recruit, how do I coach millennials today? They tend to have a stronger sense of purpose that they want in their job. If they don't get it, they're quicker to leave and go someplace else. So retention is a big issue with these folks. And if we can help light that fire of why they're doing their job, that'll help them stick with the organization. So when you add all these things together, most leaders understand that their individuals and their organization and their teams need to perform at a higher level. But the question is, do the people see themselves performing at a higher level? And an even more interesting question, I think, is do managers believe their people can form at that higher level? Uh, We've often asked leaders, what percent of your people are on a plateau at this time? And that could be a low plateau, a medium, it could be a high plateau. And they usually answer at least a third of them, maybe half, maybe even higher than that are on a plateau. And when we ask them, how many of your people do you believe can move off of that plateau and perform at a higher level? Too often we get an answer, oh, about half. And I've got to believe that that lack of belief in their people impacts them negatively, and people pick up on that, and therefore they perform to the level that they think their managers expect them to perform on. Managers often are faced with this situation. They hire two people. They think they're going to be great. They have the right education, the experience. One succeeds, the other one fails miserably. We ask them why. It often comes down to people's beliefs, their mental paradigms. And we know paradigms are defined as a border, a boundary, a set of rules and regulations. And these can be very useful. The values and ethics, for example, can, can teach us where we need to be and where the, where the ditches are we don't want to get into. But they can also hold us back because they dictate the level of goals that we think we can perform on. Uh, for example, if we had a flip chart here or a whiteboard and we put an X in the middle 
and the X represents me or you or our people. And we put some dots around that in a circle and the dots represent our beliefs. And these are hundreds of things we've developed over our lifetime. Our successes, our failures, what people said about us, what we learned from others. And these might be things like, these are the kind of customers I can call on if I'm in sales. This is how much money I think I can make. This is the level of success I think I can perform on. This, if we could connect those dots together and form a circle, that's what we might think of as the area of the possible. That's our comfort zone. And all of our actions, our feelings, our behaviors, and even our abilities are bounded by that area. And most people perform on the level they believe they should be performing on. So we think that all growth, whether it's personal or corporate, begins with expanding those mental paradigms. It's stretching that area of the possible. And that's where training and managers coaching can really come in to help people believe that they can step out in that new area and then put a process in place to help them succeed and therefore think that they can perform at those higher levels. Mike, what's the role for training in addressing the critical issues around performance? And specifically, what's missing today in most training? Well, Michael, I've asked a question of leaders around the world for many years, and it's a question that goes like this. When you think of your top performing people, what percent of their success do you believe is due to their technical skills and knowledge versus their attitude, passion, values, and achievement drive? So if you think of those two big buckets... And I've asked that hundreds and hundreds of times, and I've never had a group say that less than 50% of people's success is due to that soft stuff, the attitude and achievement drive. And usually they say it's 75, 80, 85%. So if that's true, and we believe that is true, the question becomes, why doesn't more training address that? And I guess part of it is that that soft stuff is hard. It's a lot easier to tell people what to do to learn product information, techniques, what to say, manage numbers and activities. And it's tougher to get at people's attitude and achievement drive. So I'd say one of the things that's missing in training is that it's addressing those critical issues that can be the turbocharger for most people's success. And number two is having a learning process that gets people to learn their skills and practice them long enough that it becomes part of their natural behavior. Um, so, for example, on that attitude and achievement part, what we're seeing is that organizations that focus on purpose tend to light that fire more. And what it's made up of help, is helping people understand what's the purpose of the organization, first of all. Do I clearly understand why we're in business? And then lighting their personal why by helping them understand what's the purpose of my job? How does it link into the purpose of the organization? And most importantly, how does this create value for customers? Because people want meaningful work. As we said before, millennials especially want a purpose-driven type of work. So we can help drive that by helping people write their purpose statement. You know, the purpose of my being a blank is to create value for blank and fill in, the, fill in those blanks and, and understand what's their personal purpose statement. Uh, with a team, uh, we can help them write a team purpose statement. So the group knows together, here's where we're going and here's why we're doing it. And 
people tend to release more achievement drive that way versus just doing their tasks. Customers can tell our intentions as we interact with them. They can just innately pick that up. I grew up on a farm in Illinois, and I remember my father as a young boy teaching me about how to interact with the animals and how your attitude towards them when you get in that pig pen or around the cows can can impact how they treat you. And my theory is that if animals can sense what your intentions are, people are at least that sensitive. So as we interact with folks, what what is our purpose? And, and are we there to do something to them? Or are we there to do something for and with them? Am I thinking, how do I get this transaction done? Or am I thinking, how can I fill their needs and solve their problems? It's an other's focus that tends to drive more uh, sense of purpose. It's, it's, it's more effective than it is being focused on me. We can also help people shift their view of their job, whether they're in sales, whether they're manager coaching people, uh, if they're in customer service. If they shift their mindset of what their job really is and focus it on the benefit they're providing to customers, that helps uh, release more achievement drive. Uh, some examples uh, in medical sales, for example, we find that when people shift their view of what they're doing from I'm selling medical products, hips, knees, MRI machines, stents, whatever it is, shift it to I'm saving people's lives, I'm improving the quality of their life, I'm helping people walk again. If they can picture that, they sell more. In financial services, if they can think I'm helping people go to college, I'm helping people enjoy the retirement they deserve. I'm funding this person's business. Whatever it is, it's, it's a greater purpose than just selling a loan or a, or a mutual fund or some kind of financial product. Uh, with managers, I'm building people. I'm leaving a legacy. I'm impacting these folks and, and can help them uh, reach their goals. Uh, in customer service, I'm solving people's problems. I'm meeting their needs. I'm making their life better. I'm thinking of an example that we were working with a hospital at one point, and we were training everyone on customer service and leadership. And we had folks from the senior leadership, the doctors, the nurses, dietary, janitorial, everybody in the hospital. And there was a woman who was in the dietary department who her main job was to make the jello. And she didn't really know why she was in the course with all these other people she thought was more, were more important than she was. But by the end of the course, she realized that making the jello was important because some people couldn't eat without her making the jello. Uh, children enjoyed playing in the jello. Other people hadn't had jello in a long time, and it brought back fond memories. And I remember her saying at the end, I'm proud to make the jello. Well, whatever we're doing in our job, if we can get that picture of here's why I do it and it's important, it means something to customers, it does release more achievement drive and that will increase the activities that are necessary for more success. Back to your question, I think the big thing is how do we expand people's beliefs, uh, light their fire with more of a purpose? And there's something called psychological reciprocity. What you give out to people comes back to you. As we give those kind of feelings and intentions out to customers, 
we tend to feel better about what we do and we're more successful. Uh, a second big thing, Michael, is the learning process. We see a lot of training that's excellent content, very good facilitators. The participants need the material, but it's an event, and most events don't change behavior. Uh, instead, you don't learn to ride a bicycle, you don't learn to play the piano, you don't learn to bat or have, have uh, dance lessons just one time. We have to practice it. So we find that companies that have more effective training have multiple steps. There's pre-work. There's a very interactive seminar of some type, whether it's live or virtual. Then there's a series of weekly follow-ups where people are held accountable to practice a piece of that training and come back together in a small group and report to others what they did, how they use it in the real world. And then number four is ongoing reinforcement that keeps it going long-term. So reinforcing it through marketing, product information, managers, coaching. So it becomes a part of your everyday life, uh, not just something you go to and you put on a shelf. Mike Esterday, CEO of Integrity Solutions, on unleashing stronger performance with a focus on attitudes, passions, beliefs, and achievement drive. The second of two podcasts on this topic will focus on specific priorities to execute now in order to drive stronger results. It really is, Michael, about purpose, passion, and when you combine those two together, it tends to get more performance. When people clearly understand the purpose of their job, it releases passion, which then increases the activities that are necessary to improve performance. Specific things to do right away. That's the focus of our second of two podcasts with Mike Esterday on performance, both available at IntegritySolutions.com. You've been listening to a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell.